You're listening to Mr. Bex Talk Sex. Hey everyone, welcome to the party. My name is Ames Beckerman and this is Mr. Bex Talk Sex, a podcast, if you are new to the show, where we have a different guest every week talking about sex, sexuality, gender, love, dating, and everything else. I have Jacqueline Mary on the show today. I'm really excited. She's a Brooklyn-based DIY porn filmmaker and producer that I've been following for a while. But before we get to that, I want to give you some upcoming dates that are coming up. I am performing on a show on June 6th called Foreplay, a Sexy Storytelling Open Mic at the Delancey, Monday, June 6th from 8 to 11. I'm actually the feature storyteller on the show. And the Delancey's at 168 Delancey Street. It's a free show. Come down. It's super fun. Maybe I'll tell a sad story. I don't know. I don't like to do sad stories. But it might happen. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, And then June 8th, Wednesday, I'm hosting a trans pizza party at Rizzo's Fine Pizza on 17 Clinton Street in the Lower East Side. It's from... 4 to 7 p.m. on Wednesday, June 8th. There's some great happy hour specials. There's dollar pint of beer and glasses of wine with every slice that you purchase. $2 pitchers of beer and bottles of wine with every large specialty pizza that you purchase. And then if you don't want to get any food, you could just buy a $3 pint of beer and a glass of wine. Great freaking deal. So come down. Trans Pizza Party. It's a great place to network, make friends, eat pizza, uh, get drunk, a happy hour outside. It's going to be amazing. And then on June 23rd, to kick off New York City Gay Pride, I'm on another storytelling show hosted by Jefferson called Bear True Stories of Sex, Desire, and Romance at the Sidewalk Cafe from 8.30 to 10. And it's, um, the Sidewalk Cafe is 94 Avenue A in New York City. And this is another great show where everyone will tell a story about sex, desire, and romance, things like that. It's going to be great. I'm on a show with some other amazing people, Damien Bellino, Mark Lamb, Colin Wilm, and a musical guest, Killy Dwyer, who I haven't seen perform in years, so I'm really excited to be on the bill with her. And then July 1st, I am so excited to announce this, I am producing a party called Man Cave, at Rock Bar in New York City, which is on 185 Christopher Street in Manhattan. And Man Cave is a party for all men. I decided to put this party together to give trans men and cis men a place to cruise, network, make friends, whatever you want to do. Hook up in the bathroom, whatever. Um, And it's Friday, July 1st, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. The cover is $5.00. It's featuring DJ Jclef from Philly. There'll be a performance by Ari Kiki, one of the most amazing drag queens in New York, the hot mess drag queen, and trans FTM, trans porn, porn performers, Dickie Johnson and Parker Reed will be there go-going. We'll have some giveaways from FTM.XXX. It's going to be amazing. So come down. Uh, and that's that's really it for dates. Uh, I'm really excited to be doing some storytelling and producing some really great events for the community in New York City this month, Pride Month, the best month in New York. So, oh, and I forgot, the Philly Trans Health Conference, which is June 9th to 11th next weekend. I'll be there. I'm not doing anything special, but 
I'm going. Go to some sessions, buy a new notebook, be smart, learn some shit to take back to my day job. Uh, really excited about it. So if you see me, come say hi. Should be a good time. Uh, so, okay, so, uh, my, okay, so I'm, I decided to get rid of the AIM specs. Fuck it, I'm throwing it out. Some people know me as Ames Beckerman, some people know me as Ames Bex. I'm just gonna be Ames Beckerman for now on. No more name changes, this is it. I know I've changed my name a million times. A million fucking times, but this is it. Ames Beckerman. So, if you wanna go to my website, it's amesbeckerman.com. There's a link for Mr. Beck's Talk Sex. You can read the listing and the blog post about every guest that's been on the show so far. And that's it. That's my name. Ames Beckerman. The end. <laughs> um, Alright, so we're going to get to our guest. Uh, again, I'm really excited to have Jacqueline Mary. I took the trek to Brooklyn, left Porkchop at home, but she had her own adorable dog there, so it was really, it was really great. Um... It's nice to leave Manhattan once in a while. I feel like I, I leave the island and go over to Brooklyn, to Bushwick, and do things and see things there. So um, that's where Jacqueline lives, and I, I was really delighted to find some time to meet with her and just to find out about some of her projects that I've been following for years. And it's just, it's not often that I watch a, a porn director's art that is just so different interesting and I have so many questions for her about like the, the specifics on how she did it and we'll talk about that a little bit in this interview and I think you will enjoy it so without further ado here's Jacqueline Mary we're good we're rolling okay so I'm here with Jacqueline Mary from Heartless Productions who is a DIY porn producer and director, does everything. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming here. It's a little loud, but we'll be fine. Do you want me to close this window? No. Are you sure? No, it, it adds to the Brooklyn, to like, no, it adds to the ambiance. Okay. Okay, yeah, I live on like the busiest fucking no, street corner. No, it's fine. Corner. It's totally fine. Cool. Um, so tell me, tell me how you got into the porn industry and why. Yeah. How and why. Um, when I was, like, 19, I was trying to figure out some alternative revenue incomes for my life, and I was like, I wonder if queer porn exists. I could totally make that, and I Googled it and found, um, it was called NoFo at the time, and I was like, oh, someone already made it, never mind, and just kind of, like, put it in the back of my head as, like, wow, that's a really cool thing, and then years and years and years and years and years later, um... I was about to graduate from film school, and I got in this horrible accident, and I disabled my arm, and I was ended up being one credit short of graduating, so I needed to do an internship. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And I log into Twitter, and I see that Courtney Trouble has posted something to the effect of, like, oh, I really need, like, an editing bottom. And I was like, oh, my God, this could be my internship. So I wrote to them and was like, hi, I want to be your intern. Like, you're going to have to do a lot of paperwork, but... I'll edit for you for three months and it'll be great. And they were like, oh, sweet. And so they worked really hard. We had to uh, we had to petition my school like a million times. Were they not into it? Was the school No, like, yeah, they what? kept denying it. Or I had to keep on going to meetings. And I was okay. like, there are people here editing um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And if you think that that is like not 
a bad thing, but that queer porn is, then we're going to have a big fucking problem. And yeah. I, I kind of was like... So they let you do it. Yeah. I just kind of kept showing up and being crazy and being like, I will start a lawsuit over this. I'm not going anywhere. That's amazing. Yeah. So really Courtney cool. totally helped me with that. I graduated college, got my film degree, and then I just kind of continued editing um, for Trouble Films. And then after a couple years of doing that, I was like, I want to make my own, like, weirdo, bonkers art porn that is, like, the crazy shit I dream up that, like, no one would ever make or ever sell because it's just not commercially viable. And so um, a friend of mine dared me to make the most terrifying porn that I could, and so I made The Plague Doctor and just kind of kept going from there. And that's what I watched last night. We're going to get into that in a minute because I have questions for you about that. A lot of like just logistical questions and how this happened um but so when you were in film school what type of film did you enjoy making before you got into the adult work um I was doing experimental film and documentary work okay. so it kind of all sort of blends together where porn kind of is documentary work but it's also really experimental because yeah you know like some people shoot like I'm just going to shoot this and you guys go for it and I have more of a of a, like, directorial hand in things. Like, I say, that's great. Pause right there. I'm going to move over here. Move your arm like this. Flip okay. your hair like that. And um, a lot of the porn performers that I shoot with who've done a lot of queer porn are like, oh, you're, like, actually, like, hands-on. You're in here. You're, like, telling us what to do. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm directing. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed, I've noticed also being on a set that that's, it's been difficult for people to either, like, they're either really used to that or they're like, you're stopping me? Yeah. What? Why? And it's like, well, <laughs> well, I want to see a few different, you know, angles of your arm and your body, you know, not just one, one shot. So I, I noticed from watching your stuff that you do a lot of, you do, like, it's very clear you have an education in film. Yeah, I, um, I try to coordinate things so I know the editing will be easier for me later. Do you storyboard? No, I, I don't. <laughs> we, we always, uh, my, my boyfriend went to film school, so we always talk about storyboarding, because I don't know how to storyboard. I've never done that. And... I wish I did. labor intensive. And you don't always plan things. Do you feel like you don't plan things out ahead of time? And sometimes just things just go as... Yeah, not really. I'll kind of have like a loose vision of what I want and sit with the performers and be like, here's my vision and here's what would make me happy. What do you guys want? What's hot to you? What's not hot to you? What part of this are you thinking that you don't want to do? And um, we just kind of negotiate it from there and then... So just sort of in scene, I'll be like, okay, we're going to do this first thing that we talked about. And okay, from here, let's transition to this next thing. And just try to keep it, you know, natural, but still directed. Okay. So a lot of you, so before we go any further, a lot of your work isn't available to the public yet. I know that you've done some screenings that you've produced, um, but we're going to talk about some of the the logistics part of this. I mean, mind blown. When I saw the scene last night, I was like, wait, what? God, this is crazy. Thanks. Um, so the one that you're talking about, what it, what was it called again? The Plague Doctor. Okay. Describe it so okay. everyone who's listening understands what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> it is a sort of, it's a, a period piece, I guess you would say, um, that sort of harkens to like hysteria and feminism and whatnot. Basically, there's a, a patient who's played by Courtney Trouble who's dying from the plague and this evil plague doctor, um, Cola, comes in, and there's some bloodletting and some leeches to purify the blood, and then um, Courtney unfortunately dies while being bloodlet, and then afterwards gets fucked by the evil plague doctor, and it's beautiful. It's, it's incredible. So were these leeches, were these actually 
actual leeches, and was it like was she being cut? Yeah, I mean it's um, a lot of blood. Yeah, There's no. a lot of blood in the scene. There was a lot of blood. Um, you can see that I have a two-gallon thing of Ben Nye all of the time because this is important. <laughs> Got it. Okay. And um, no, there was no actual cutting. There were no actual leeches. Because, you know, Courtney was here doing a bunch of scenes, and there's no way that they're going to let me cut them, and no way that I'm going to cut them yeah. and, like, fuck up their career for, okay. like, a month. So the leeches were actually fishing tackles that um, so cool. I got on the internet, and I cut little, like, nipple-sized holes in the bottom so that they would attach. And then the knife was a prop knife that was made by... Um, um, the producer of that scene, Enoch Reese, also did props and made this knife with like a little hidden thing behind the blade that held these like plastic droppers that we filled with the blood. Okay. So that when Cola is, you know, running the knife along the skin, she's also simultaneously squeezing the bulb so that the blood was coming out. It's beautiful. Like, Thank it's, you. It's incredible. I was kind of, I, I guess, I, I didn't expect that to be happening, so I was like, whoa. Yeah. Wait a minute. Everyone asks me if it's uh, real. I'm like, yeah. I mean, to me, I don't I wasn't think it sure. looks real. I mean, but... I, I think it looks very real, and I wasn't sure if it was real. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no. Know. It's, it's beautiful. It's I beautiful. mean, it's it's really fake, basically. <laughs> Whatever. And then the custom queer commandos with James Darling and Parker Reed. Um, that's another really cool scene. Um, now, what I liked about that is that it was short. Yeah, I like... I like a nice short scene. I like to make people want more. And also that scene especially was really short because um, I'm kind of working on... Most of the scenes that I'm making right now are takeoffs of some sort of video art that I really love and I'm inspired by. So Custom Queer Commandos was a takeoff of Custom Car Commandos by Kenneth Anger, who he would do these scenes. like It was like the fucking like 50s, and he's shooting these like muscle daddies like cleaning their cars really slowly with these pink powder puffs. And they're like these are like tough ass dudes, like straight guys. Right. And if anyone knew what was happening, he would totally have been murdered. So I'm like, that's so inspirational and so beautiful. So I took custom car commandos and kind of did like a a shot by shot almost, but with with squirting and guitar it fucking. Was... Okay. So I mean I just I wish like oh god, I wish everyone could see these. But like this it, it's pretty it's it's just incredible because it it okay, so people have called you the John Waters of porn and I feel I love like, it. And I think I think it fits you because it's it's I I mean, were you thinking like, hey, I think we're gonna do the scenes today where where um Parker Reed is gonna get fucked with a guitar? Like were you thinking this? Like, oh, was yeah. this something that you had in mind? Oh, absolutely. And um so James had come to town and he was staying with me and so we kind of spent like a couple days conspiring about this. Okay. So as Parker's on his way over, he's like, Here's the secret. Parker squirts. And I'm like, really? He's like, yes. But he will only squirt if he if he doesn't know that it's about to happen. So let's not tell him, but we're going to make him fucking squirt. And I was oh like, God. yes. And he squirted for a full 30 seconds. It's crazy. I actually had to cut it because it didn't fit. I'm like... No, it's it's pretty wild. And I, I think... It's, he, I remember him... T- he's a good friend of mine. He texted me. He's like, I just got fucked by a guitar. And I was like, wait. <laughs> you need to tell me what what is going on. Like, what are you talking about? Wait, and down, he showed me this. And I was like, I need to see this. And he actually... He had it on his phone for a while. And I was yeah. like, this is a really incredible scene. Um, so you've taken, you've taken this... Uh, custom queer commandos to the Berlin Film Festival. Yeah, it was um, selected as um, parts of the shorts competition. Okay, so it was like one of the ten best shorts of the year, which was okay. so happy. And it just got picked up at the Popcorn Festival in Brazil. Um, I just screened it the other night at my Memorial Day porn screening. 
Um, yeah, that one's got wings. It's cool. It's it's, it's really one cool. of my favorites. Oh, it also got used. This is amazing in Sweden in a workshop about um, safer sex for men who have sex with men. And okay. I'm like, I'm I not entirely I mean, didn't sure. Put a condom on the edge yeah, of the, the, edge of like, the car, but I'm like, I, I was just super stoked that they chose. They wanted it's to show cool. these gay guys something with two trans guys being like, "Hi, these are gay guys right. too. Don't forget about these bodies." And I'm like, "Yes, it's yes, cool. that's so good." Um, so talking about different bodies and different performers, um, how how important is it to you to use different genders and different body people? In oh, work? endlessly important. It's okay. about the most important thing. Okay. Um, you know, when I first started shooting, I just kind of was shooting people who were like very close to me or whatnot. And um, now I'm kind of reaching out more and opening it up to people who I don't really know super well, which is awesome because it's giving me more and more awesome people to shoot. And the scene that I just debuted, not yesterday, but the day before, um, it's like a fat multiracial trans femme and like a chubby gender queer femme. And then I'm shooting um, a scene with two trans girls in Rhode Island either next week or the week after. And it's just, I'm just really overseeing the same bodies, the same people, you know, the same performers or the same you know, genre. It's like, oh, we get it. It's a pretty cis white girl getting pounded by a hot trans guy who's straight and white. And, you know, it's like, so I'm yeah. just, it's really important for me to, to diversify. And also as like a fat person, as a disabled person, you know, I want to see more of that in porn for sure. Okay. Um, for someone who wants to work with you or even just get into, get into this, you know, in general, I mean, um, what would, like, what makes someone a good performer. Mm, that, you know, it's really, because most of the people that I shoot, because, you know, there's not really a queer porn scene in Brooklyn, even though I'm trying desperately to make it happen. I'm like, if you live in Brooklyn, make more porn and talk to me. <laughs> I'll screen you everywhere. Um, that most of the people that I shoot are brand new performers. And so it's it's kind of like a roll of the dice. You're like, okay. what's, what's the scene going to look like? Maybe they're going to choke. Maybe it's not right. going to be hot or whatever. So that's, that's also where, like, kind of being a little bit of having, like, a heavy directing hand comes in important because you're shooting babies, you know, brand-new little porno performers. I and I Breaking love them it. in. Yeah. One at a time. Seriously. I mean, I, I recently did... I recently shot something with someone, um, and he was a trans guy, but he, you know, he was like, yeah, I'm totally comfortable um, bottoming. I'm totally comfortable using toys, but... I know who you're talking about. Did they shoot for FTM Fucker, like, a couple years did. ago? No, they didn't. But this person oh, totally mind. new. Like, this boy is, like... 19 from from New York City really wanted to do it wanted to do a solo but and he was willing to bottom and he's willing to use toys but it was very clear when he was doing the solo that he had never put anything in his vagina oh yeah so which which was hard because he was he wanted to but just based on the way he was doing it it was like nothing has ever been yeah it's like I get that you're trying to please me because it's it's like but I want to see you pleasing yourself in whatever way is the most authentic like right Right. now I'm trying to cast a scene for this super fucking hot femme bottom and she wants like a tough ass top and so I I keep on putting out the casting call and I get people who I know are bottoms being like I'll do it and I'm like no I need an actual top in your heart because it just reads it doesn't read right on camera if someone's topping who is just not Mm-hmm. doesn't have that severe oomph. Right. So if you're, if you're... I'm a power bottom. It's like, are you really a power bottom? Like, a, you know, like... The, yeah. I don't know. How bottomy and how powery right. are like you? Like, really? Let's yeah. be real. How much can you take it? No. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's honestly like... I mean, do you feel like whatever you are, whatever... 
I, I mean, do you think there's any people who can flip for the camera or it's pretty much what you are in your personal life is really what you're good at? I think that if you're already an experienced performer, having already showcased your own sexuality and you get really comfortable in front of the camera, then like, yeah, totally. You okay. know, like I know a lot of performers who the way that they perform on screen, like what makes them the most money is okay. not their sexuality at all, right. but they're smart and they're very talented and they make it work. Right. Um, and like, you know, you wouldn't even know, but it's with new people, it's they really need to cut their teeth on what they like and having fun. And totally. then from there being like, okay, would you like to actually do something more performative or whatnot? Right, right. Who are some of your favorite performers that you've worked with? Oh my God, every single one of them. I like don't even know. I will say that shooting James Darling was an absolute treat because okay. as um, Parker starts squirting, um, James is brilliant and understood where the camera frame was. So while um, Parker is squirting, he lifted his head above frame and winked at me and went back down and licked all the squirt off the guitar. And oh I was like, God. just as, like, you know, like as a person behind the camera, just to see that much awareness in a performer right. is so beautiful. Well, he's, and he has a lot of awareness because he's a, he's a great performer. He's done it a lot. And he's also a director. Yeah. So he sees both sides of that. And I think it's, I think it's helpful. Totally. Yeah, I, mean, I would. I feel like if I would perform, I would probably do well, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you never <laughs> know. Dreams. You never know. I, I, um, I said never as well, but I put my money where my oh mouth my was God. for that little cake scene. Which um, cake scene? I'm in the, uh, this is the next question. I was, so I was going to ask you this too. So have you, um, what have you done in front of the camera? Yeah, so I... Um, I love cake. I love cake too. <laughs> so for the, the Hanky Code movie, I picked Lime Green, which is food. Okay. And I was really excited about it, and I was just going to use my friend um, Violet Dentata and have her, like, eating cake and smearing on herself and, like, maybe make her puke on herself or whatever. Okay. And then as the day to shoot kind of got closer and closer, I'm like, there needs to be a fat body in this. I'm like, how am I having a scene with food with no fat body? And then I'm, like, kind of, like, frantically, like, reaching out, like, ah, who can do this? And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. So the scene is just we put the camera on a tripod, and we cleaned out the room that was currently empty that my roommate lives in now. Okay. And so it was just one static shot of 30 minutes of me just eating cake off of her and then just, like, smashing cake all over each other. Why did I see this? Was this on one of the It's in my drive, yeah. It's called Girl with the Most Cake. I'm going to eat tonight and watch this. Yeah. I like to scream porn while I'm eating. Like, I don't, like, watch it for, like real entertainment anymore I kind of watch Same, it like, yeah. as like okay this is like a thing I'm watching and that's right like I oh so there's no more Seinfeld episodes I guess yeah, I'm gonna watch this weird porn I mean and it's, <laughs> I don't know that's just I, and then half the time I'm like oh shit there's someone I know and I just can't like, yeah do it and by half time you all the time to like friends like I can't yeah it's stressful because I'm like god I make this awesome porn that I totally can't jerk off to I know. like that'd I know. be so weird <laughs> I love this dog there's always a dog oh he's hungry okay okay I'll feed him I'll feed him poor puppy <laughs> oh he's fine <laughs> so cute what's his name again Tuffy 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 are you on porn sets Yes, and here's my fucking number one tip if you want to make porn and you have an animal, is take their fucking collar off before oh. you shoot, because I have edited out so many scenes. Jingles. Yeah, and I'm like, just take the collar off, this won't be a problem. So. My cat's always meowing, and then he jumps on the bed, and I have to, like, bat oh him God. off the bed. The dog is fine, she just, like, sits on her bed, she's perfect, but... No, no, Teffy really could not give a shit. <laughs> about anything so funny he just stays out of the way so other than James Darling um who who are some other people that 
I don't know, who's someone that you really want to work with? Oh, God. So I really want to work with, um, um, I can't remember her porn name right now, so I will skip it, but she knows who she is. She's a mega babe in Rhode Island, and so I'm going out to shoot her hopefully next week, which is really exciting. And she made her own porn called Warehouse Sluts. That's wonderful and super DIY, super fucking cool. Really want to shoot um, with her. Um... I can't even think of anyone that I'm dying to shoot that I haven't shot yet. You. Let's do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> if there's cake involved or some sort of food, ice, ice cream is, like, my thing. I eat a pint of Ben & Jerry's every day. But That's I important. Whatever. I shouldn't even talk about that. Yeah. Um, there's really no one on... Oh, you know what? April Flores. And yeah, I'm, she's great. I had a scene that I really wanted to shoot with April Flores that was a very particular scene. And um, another director actually went ahead and shot that scene with her. And I don't what? know. No, I'm not even mad was about it. Was this like it. your idea? Was it like something? Yeah, but I mean, it could have been a collective consciousness thing. I'm not trying yeah. to be like, my idea was stolen. I'm happy that someone did it. Yeah. I, if I hadn't slept on it, it would have been me. You know, because they say that Jeez. art equals yes, you could, but no, you didn't. I would so love to do fine. portraits of April. She's incredible and gorgeous. Yeah, she's I magical. I the ADNs. She's gorgeous. I mean, you've met her, right? Oh, no, yeah. Okay. We hung out a bunch of okay. times in LA. She's, no, she's great. fucking phenomenal. She's, she's so inspiring. Good. So open. So hot. Like, just a beautiful performer. I would absolutely fucking love to shoot her any day. So what do you think about the scene, uh, the the DIY queer porn scene here on the East Coast versus the West Coast? Do you feel like there's a difference in style or just how things are done? Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to say because I feel like on the West Coast, um, the DIY porn has kind of been around for so long that it's elevated to a higher level. Um... That, you know, not that it's not DIY or whatnot, but that it's just different, I guess. Okay. Um, you know, like, people are getting higher production values. They have websites and stuff. And I'm like, I technically have a website. I don't know what's going on with it. I just made it to give away free porn for Valentine's Day. Um, I know. I saw that. And I was like, I missed it. Oh, But no. then you gave me the link last night. Well, so. no, my... See, the thing is that my porn is always free to anyone who wants it. Okay. Um, I... You know, I think that the capitalist porn model is really changing and that financial accessibility is so, so, so important. And, you know, I have a secret clips for sale account that queers don't know about so that straight people can find my porn and pay okay. for it. But any queer person who wants my porn at sliding scale, I say from zero dollars to fifty million dollars. And whatever if you would like to pay nothing, that's fine. If you want to pay something, awesome, here's my Venmo. But if anyone wants my porn, you just email me. Um and we can put the email address That's on amazing. your blog or whatever. Totally. Yeah. And I, I just send kind of a Google Drive link with my whole package. And it's it's like shareware. Uh, That's kind of nice of you. I mean, that, you know, I think it's, it's <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just beautiful. Like, I really enjoyed watching it. And it was just different than what I've normally seen. Even other queer porn that I've seen, other, you know, DIY stuff that's out there that's done with, you know, a large budget or very little budget. It's really like... Yours just really had... It just has a different feel to it. Yeah. And it was also just... My only scene I, that had a budget was The Plague Doctor. Everything else was okay. just sort of winging a prayer. And Although That's I have... Cool. There was a rumor going around that I don't pay my performers, and that is not true. Every single one of my performers <laughs> has been paid. I have oh not been paid. Oh, my God. So. I, I would want to be paid in just the cake that smashed on me. That's right, really... and that's also what's hard is that so many people are like, I want to shoot for you. I'm like, okay, I don't have a budget right now, so I have to wait for, you know, to get money together and then to get yeah. the right scene partner for you. And they're like, oh, no, I'll shoot for free. And I'm like, my ethics, I just can't have people doing that. You know, I have to give you something. So, like, you know, I've shot Chelsea a bunch of times, which is often for trade. And then everyone else has been paid um, in dollars or some other kind of trade. Because I feel like that's just, 
you know, I'm not really in the porn industry, so I obviously can't afford industry rates, but I think it's important to give people something because people will do it for free and I don't think they should. So, but what's, what do you feel like is your motivation for stepping outside of the capitalism of all this? Because I just think that queers need queer porn. And I, I mean, at the end of the day, let's be real, most queers that I talk to, I actually had a huge comment thrown on the internet about this because I'm nosy, is that queers aren't really watching queer porn because they don't like to pay for things and so they're watching like weirdo gangbangs on you porn or xtube or oh my whatever God, stop talking about me no, <laughs> <laughs> no i'm I right mean, there with you i love a good russian gangbang i mean it's you hard know? i mean it's, i think it's hard because even for myself if i have a little extra money which i don't all the time i just don't have the money to be spending it on porn yeah so but it's also i've that gotten what... really used to jerking off to that three minute clip you know like <laughs> sorry that's like that's just you know and then sometimes i'm like oh i thought i saw the whole clip and Someone's like, no, there's more to the clip. You didn't see, you know, so I I think it's hard. Well, I think it's also that the the porn that gets a lot of people off is so divergent from their sexuality. Like the porn that I watch is like mostly like cis dude porn. And I'm so not into cis guys, but it's just the porn I like. And everyone else I've talked to is kind of like, yeah, I watch porn that doesn't reflect my actual desires. So I think that, you know, queer porn should be available more as, like, an art that is meant to be shared and, like, enjoyed in groups. Right. Like, who, when they were in their early 20s, didn't have, like, a group screening of Sugar High Glitter City? You know? Like, you, like, yeah. would sit at your house with, like, 50 million queers, and you're like, we got this dirty porno Yeah, tape. I mean, for, for me, it was Pink Flamingos. That oh, was, yeah. That was, like, a thing where I wasn't <laughs> supposed to watch it, but totally. someone had it, and, like, my dad was like, oh, I watched that in college. You know, it was, like, a, a thing. But, um... No, I agree, but I I think that people are into, like, their fantasy is what they normally don't do or not really interested in doing. Like, since, yeah. like you know, like, for you, maybe it's cisgendered men. Yeah. Or, I mean, the, <laughs> the scene that I feel like I get the most people being like, I will actually masturbate to this, is, um, it's like a girl gang forced femme scene with Chelsea Poe as the bottom, and, of course, cis people get all up in arms, like, I can't believe you did force femme on this trans girl. And every trans girl I meet is like, can I please have that scene right now? You know? Yeah. And it's... I liked it. I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was sexy. It, it wasn't over the top. Yeah. It wasn't as um, outrageously creative as the other ones. But mm-hmm. I liked it. I think I can see how that would be more yeah, with that sexually one I was, charged. That was the second one I made, and I was aiming to make something that was more like... It was also a bedroom. Porn-y. It was like, yeah. I mean, I think I think it was cool. And also, it was just colorful, too. I think that's also a job. Like, they're, the performers' hairs are, like, some, it was, like, very colorful to watch. And I was like, ooh, this is really cool. Yeah, it's very colorful. But Chelsea's great. She, um, she came on the podcast a few months ago when she was mm-hmm. here. So yeah. Excited. Yeah. Love her. She's wonderful. Love her. She's, I love shooting her. I shoot her for herself all the time. And I collaborated with a scene that's on this submissive mixtape that was okay. shot at MixFest. Not last year, but the yes. year before that. And that was nominated for a Trans Erotica Award. Oh, shit, really? Why have you never been to those awards? Um, I feel... Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not industry. I feel like yeah. when I hear that kind of stuff, I assume industry, and I don't really feel myself as being in the industry. Like, going okay. to the Berlin Porn Fest was such an eye-opening experience, because I was around people who aren't porno industry people. You know, right. they're like... 90% of those people are just artists who make this weird fucking porn that just towards festivals and shit, and they don't really know what to do with it, and it just it just felt really good to be around yeah. those people. Maybe next year. I mean, I think, it's, take I think it would be really cool to, I mean, I would love to do a festival piece as well to just do, like, to just make something that's creative and just see where it goes, you know, see what I do with it. But I think mm-hmm. so many people are just, you know, drawn with the money. It's kind of like what's yep. the money. I know. Um, it, it was really good to see my little 
like you know three minute piece with James and Parker up, so up against cool. these people like you know these pieces you know had like twenty thousand dollar budgets and I'm like I spent like two fifty on that scene including like <laughs> like cleanup supplies. That's wild. It's yeah. Really cool. <laughs> so what do you have going on this summer or next? What's Woo! like next up your sleeve? Um, I have two pieces screening at the Popcorn Fest in Brazil. Okay. Um, Are you the, going there? I'm I'm still trying to figure it out because it's okay. in July and there's a Desiree um, festival or the Desiree conference happening sort of at the same time. What is that? Um, it's like a sex workers rights conference that's okay. really awesome that happens. It's happening in New Orleans this year. Mm, New Orleans. Never been. Excited Never been either. to go. Terrified of flying cockroaches. A, oh, they have those there? I heard that, yeah. No. So that's happening, <laughs> and I'm basically trying to up my production because okay. I didn't really produce much in the last year, and so I just put out a scene two days ago that I'm really happy about that's a take of, um, you know, the movie All Over Me, like yeah. quintessential Baby Dyke film? Yeah. So it's the scene where the girl meets the other girl um, while she's, like, her band's playing on stage, and she's like, oh, she's so hot, and then they fuck in an alley, and it's so... Ooh. So that's my newest scene I'm really happy about. Okay. And then, oh, also what my sleeve is, I am finally getting my package together for Pink Label. So it's, this has been... It's happening. It's been a conflicting <laughs> thing in my life for about two years now, okay. <laughs> thinking about going onto Pink Label, because, you know, I really believe in financial accessibility, and I worry about, you know, the getting taken over by some sort of capitalist aspect. But what I've kind of come to terms with is that, you know, right now you can only see my porn if you know me or you've met me, or you've seen me on the internet, and there are people, like, in the South, in other countries, you know, in all kinds of places who haven't met me or haven't been exposed to my stuff because it isn't exposed to a mainstream audience. Okay. So I'm hoping that maybe by putting it on Pink Label that more people who want to see these scenes can, and that also um, they assured me that I'm still allowed to give it away for free or by donation if I still want to, so. Good deal. That's really Good important. Good fucking deal. That's so. Great. That'll be happening very, 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 very soon. I just have cool. to get the rest of my package together and send it and get my... So you'll be on Pink <laughs> Label soon. And they have some other... They have, like, pretty, like... They have some other... You know what? I don't know. They, there's, there's lots of totally weird stuff, porn right? on there. They yeah. had um, Bonus Old Boys on there. Mm-hmm. They have some cool... The cool there's all kinds of, of cool shit on there. They pick up, like, really, really, really rad porn. And I like I like, I love the way that Jizz and Shine curate it. So I also... I trust oh, them. I didn't know Jizz curated that. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I'm pretty sure that's who I'm talking to anyway. Interesting. Oh, I didn't even know that. Learned, yeah. Learn new things all Well, maybe I'm wrong now. I, no, Sorry, I think you're Jizz, right. if you're hearing this. I, I think you're right. Okay. I would like them on this podcast, too. Yeah, totally. If they hear this. Yeah. <laughs> so where where can people find you on the internet? Oh, um, so I have a Tumblr, but I don't even know the name of it because I never, ever, ever use it. Same. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm too old for Tumblr. I don't understand this. I'm like a fogey. Um, you can look up Heartless Productions DIY on Facebook, or I'm on Facebook. My name's Jacqueline Mary, and my picture is what you would expect Brooklyn's porno princess to look like. So, you can look out. <laughs> I'm gonna for that. post it. I'll do a blog post in it. I'll <laughs> okay, totally, great. That new picture of you is great. I'm oh, it's, that. So that was by Alexa Vachon in it's Berlin, good. who does portraits of porn stars, and she wanted to do pictures of me. I'm like, well, I'm not a porn star, and she was like, well, really? She's like, okay, we'll do producers it's too. A great photo. Yeah, it's a really she's photo. super talented. So yeah, there's that um, Heartless Productions DIY on Facebook or you can email me at missjacquelinemary at gmail.com see me on the street I got recognized at the beach one time which was really funny I'll be at Respeech like four times a week from now until September I've never been what? it sounds like a trek we're going I have a car you have a car? of course I have a car oh shit shit can you bring dogs? um you're not supposed to okay (laughs) wink wink alright alright 
It's topless too. People can like be topless. Oh, it's like naked as hell. You're kidding? Fuck yeah, well, I'm going. Oh my god, it's like queens doing death drops into the water. It's what? Perfect. Oh, I've never been. I like. Oh, oh what have you been doing? Because I looked life? up the transportation to Reese Beach from Manhattan, and it sounds like I'm like Moses going through the desert. Essentially, that's what you need. Unless you have a cars. car. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Yes. Good. Ass, gas, grass. <laughs> what about Twitter? Oh, um, I have a Twitter. It's, um, it's Jacqueline underscore Mary. Okay. And um, I think that's it. It's actually unlocked. It's usually private, and I have it not private right now because I'm trying to be a person who self-promotes. So <laughs> I'm really bad at the whole self-promotion thing because I'm not as much of an egomaniac as I should be or pretend like I am. Um, but, yeah, I'm out there. <laughs> and if anyone wants Perfect. my work, you just email me. It's totally sliding scale. You know, like... Whatever you feel like donating towards the cause is great. Whatever okay. you don't want to donate, enjoy What's the What's your porn. email again? MissJacquelineMary at gmail.com. Perfect. And I will post that as well. It's a lot of letters. Love it. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Ames, for checking out to Brooklyn. Oh, I love it out here. I want to move out here, by the way. You should. I think we would, too. Well, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Jacqueline Mary, for coming on the show and chatting with me. And thank you to everyone else for listening. If you love the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review so we can continue bringing you some really cool interviews and guests on Mr. Beck's Talk Sex. And that's it. Have a sexy weekend.